I say the name Clay Cross, you may think of a great Christian artist with eight number one hits and multiple double awards, but today we're going to be talking to Clay and his wife Renee about their ministry, Holy Homes, which was born out of a struggle in their marriage. The Cross family and I attend the same church in Bartlett, Tennessee. Welcome to the Shelby World Headquarters, Clay and Renee. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Thanks for having us on the show. Clay, let's start off by talking about your growing up years here in the Memphis area. Yeah, this is my hometown. Uh, born and raised here. Went to Craigmont High School and Memphis State and worked at He's FedEx. Dating himself, Memphis State. <laughs> yeah. University yeah. now, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is this is my home. And uh, I've got so many close friends and loved ones here. The way I hear it, you were working at the Hub at Federal Express, and somehow you landed a music contract in Nashville. How did that happen? Tell you what, it was uh, God's hand all the way. Um, I recorded some demo tapes uh, on my own and a few things over at Memphis State. You know, the right people heard them in Nashville, I, and I, I worked hard to get those in people's hands and mostly was told, no, thank you. It's not exactly what we're looking for. Or God bless you, buddy. But no real bites until uh, Gary McSpadden heard it. Now, Gary McSpadden, some of your listeners might be familiar with him from his years with the Gaithers. He came through Memphis singing it at Germantown Baptist. I walked up to him and gave him a demo tape that I had made. Really low-budget demo tape. But he liked what he heard, and he saw potential there. And long story short, his family really began managing me. That's what opened the doors to Nashville and the music industry and you know, getting the record contract at Union Records a few years after that, what really uh, broke the door down and God allowed me to sing some songs that made a big impact. You went from obscurity to a pretty big Christian star in a short amount of time. I know you were New Artist of the Year back, I think it was in 1995. Were you ready for that kind of fame and adulation at that point in your life? I don't think I was, but like a lot of things in life, who is ready? Who is really ready to have a baby? Who's ready to get married? You get these things thrust upon you and then it's decision times. Like, am I wise? Am I, how am I going to handle this and looking back I know I handled it well in some ways in other ways I know that I didn't and I know that that some of the applause went to my head and I didn't direct those thank you Lord this is all yours looking back I'm thankful that I can see that and I can see that it is his but when I was younger I kind of soaked it all in and um, the effects uh, weren't all good just looking at you two you look like the picture-perfect Christian couple you got the nice clothes the nice hair you look good you smell good but there were some things going on in your relationship at that time can you tell us about some of the things going on behind the scenes in your marriage well I wasn't being much of a spiritual leader back mm-hmm. in those days I think my main goal was uh, let's make a living and let's have a good time and let's uh, be comfortable you know mm-hmm. comfort was king and you know when I started to make it in Christian music and got to leave my day job at Federal Express. I was living the dream. In my alone time, when I'm off the stage, I wasn't actively seeking the face of God. I want to say we were in church. We, oh, absolutely. We, we, we played both, the part. You yeah, know. both became Christians very young. I was 13. I was eight. Had gone to church all of our lives, but it was like we had compartmentalized our faith to be something that we did on Sunday morning. We went to church. We were church-going people, good people. But as for a walk with God every day, it just wasn't happening in the cross house. And when you had so much coming in, success and things like that, and we just weren't grounded, trouble was bounded pop up. Clay, can you tell us specifically about some of the struggles that you were facing at that time? Well, the one that was, was very glaring was um, a problem with pornography, and I had to confess that to Renee in the year 1998. You know, that goes without saying, that was a difficult day when I had to sit down with her and say, look, honey, here's something that I struggle with. 
I'm sick of it. I'm sick of myself, and I want to change. And it's a little longer story to tell you how it came about that God got my attention. It involves my singing voice and some difficulties I was having at the time just singing and, and my craft. And it scared me and drove me to my knees, but it showed me there were deeper things in my life that were eating away at me. And bottom line in the whole thing, I was far from God. Why did you decide to tell Renee about that? Well... She's my best friend. She has been for as long as I can remember and just can't hide from her. I can't, I, you know, I just knew that she knew that I was struggling. For one thing, like I mentioned, with my singing voice during that time. But I had to let her know, look, overall, I just feel like a man out of control. I need stability in my life. I need God in my life. And I have crowded him out. And that was the hardest day of our marriage and in many ways the best day of our marriage because I know that it began my recommitment to Christ and in turn, Renee's recommitment to Christ. Yeah, when he would say, I'm having trouble singing, I just didn't, I'm not a singer, so I didn't know, what do you mean? I hear you, you're singing, but it's just not as easy as it used to be, Renee. And he would say, when I sing, it feels like someone has their hand on my neck, like right at my throat. Now, why that wasn't the moment where we were like, ah, whose hand could that be? But it took longer to figure that out. But it was the hand of God saying, boy, I love you too much. To let you continue down this path where possibly you're going to lose your marriage. You're going to lose this ministry that you don't even know that I have prepared for you yet. But there's some things that we've got to get right. What were you thinking when Clay made that confession to you? Oh, I knew that Clay was struggling with something. I knew that there was something going on. It hit me out of left field, though, because that was something Clay and I dated for many, many years. In our dating years, we had made a commitment. I mean, we were in church, pledged to purity, the whole true love waits thing, all of that. And so I knew a little bit about some activity and his college years, but I thought, that's just fantasy. No one gets hurt. So that it had entered our marriage, I thought, where did that come from? And as quickly as I was angry about it, the anger turned to, this must be my fault. I've done so. And I hear from wives over and over again that, yes, there's anger, but then there's this insecurity that's thrust upon them because of this sin in their husband's life. And, oh, wow, just, he's right. The darkest day of our marriage, but still we knew something good's going to come from this because we're both broken right now. We're both on the floor, on our face before God. So how did this struggle change your life? And what did you learn from it? Oh, my goodness. That issue in a person's life is um, is just is poison. Many people justify it and say this isn't that big of a deal. They, at some point, find out that it is a big deal, and they wish they'd never seen it, and they see the effects it's had on their life. I'm real thankful that God showed me that it was a problem. Most importantly, I've been reminded by God that I'm the spiritual leader of my home and I'm not to just phone in that responsibility and I'm to have some sort of a filter in our life about what's coming in to our life entertainment wise and um, also how much is he coming in? Mm -hmm. How much are we opening his word? Mm -hmm. Are we really praying? Are we really seeking his face? It's been amazing since then. People find it hard to believe that we can say we're thankful that that happened. I mean, we're really not, but we're thankful that God stopped it at some point and what he's done from that point on. So if that was our ground zero moment, if that was our bottom in a bad situation, and as believers, we lift our hands up and said, Lord, help. I mean, as simply as mm -hmm. we can put it, help. He was there and he was faithful. So I've learned he's 
awfully loving and faithful and that he never gives up on us. Through that, in that year, it was 1998, Clay and I both looked at each other and said, did we just get saved? I mean, because it felt like, and we both knew we came to know Christ as children, but we began walking with God. And how he was saying about being the spiritual leader of the home, that was something when Clay stepped up and said, I want to do that. That was eight years into our Christian marriage. That was the first time I'd ever heard those words come from him. To see him on a Tuesday sitting with the word of God open in our home was a foreign sight. And we said, that ought not be. In a Christian marriage, in a Christian home, the Word of God has to be open and alive. And it did. It felt like this is what it should feel like to walk with God. Well, now that we know a little bit more about your background, Mm -hmm. why don't you guys tell us about the Holy Homes Ministry and who exactly that is designed to help? I'll tell you what. It comes out of the story we just told. Mm -hmm. And you would think, that's odd. How, How would a ministry come out of a weakness like that? But that's, I'm finding how God works through real-life situations. So we just go into marriage uh, events around the country, seminars, conferences, church services, tell the story and say, hey, look what God did in our marriage. And we want to encourage other people that he wants to restore their marriage. And maybe they will look at their marriage and say, it doesn't need restoring, but it needs some tweaking. It needs a facelift, to say the least. And we find from couples all over the country that our story resonates with them. It may not be the pornography issue, although in a lot of homes that is an issue today that Mm -hmm. a lot of homes are battling with. But they get it when we say church was something we did on Sunday. But it was like we could have checked our Bible in at the office when we left the door because that was the last time we looked at it that week. And so it's hitting home that, oh, wow, maybe I need to be in the Word of God once or twice or three times or every day this week. And people are getting that. Or maybe we should pray together as a family. We go in with Holy Homes, and it's a very simple teaching model that we offer. It's kind of modeled after those TV shows about the home improvements. Flip this house is what we call our teaching model. And just offer some basic tips on how to get a family started off right walking with God. And what kind of fruit are you seeing through the Holy Homes ministry? Do you ever hear from any of the people who attend? We do. And it's so encouraging. You know, we don't get letters in the mail as much anymore. That's a, a dying art, but we get tons of emails and Facebook comments and things like that from the most dramatic reversals that we're seeing in people's homes and in individual lives, men being humbled. And that sounds negative in our world when they hear the word humbled, but men being humbled and getting strong out of that and seeing their role as a spiritual leader in a clearer way and some coming to know Christ for the first mm-hmm. time and how that impacts their family. So we're so thankful for all those comments we get. We'll go do a conference somewhere, and in the next couple of days, we start getting these amazing comments from people that have said, hey, if God did it for Clay and Renee, he can do it for our family as well, and God's faithful to do that. I remember you read one at church a few weeks ago when you were talking Mm -hmm. about the Holy Homes Ministry. Can you kind of paraphrase that one a little bit? Well, this was a man who obviously was having problems in his marriage, and it was really done in his eyes and certainly in his wife's eyes. They were just going to get through the holidays and then file papers January. And they saw something about this marriage conference at a church in their in their town and they'd never heard of us but someone suggested that they go to it he wanted to he was certain she would not want to and when he presented it to her indeed she did not want to go and she laughed in his face Mm -hmm. Uh, somehow he got her to change her mind and they came and god turned around their marriage it's amazing not only did he turn around their marriage but this man gave his life to christ yes at the conference and thanksgiving we got another letter from them where he has led his son and daughter to the lord he said 
just back this summer, they were on a fishing trip, and he said, my son and I were boasting how we were both atheists. And who's this God hmm. person, you know, that people talk about now to know that just through the conference and the ministry that God used you guys and brought you through what he brought your marriage through just to touch my home as well. And he said, the privilege to lead my son to Christ. What an awesome thing. And uh, it's funny because we do the Facebook. Clay and I both have Facebook pages. Just yesterday, I read his status, and he was talking about being in the house of the Lord Sunday. And he said, we had a great time in class. He started reading the book Crazy Love. And then I put that down and read a little Mere Christianity. And then he had like a scripture for his daily post. And I said, that's just amazing to see the fruit that's coming from this man and to hear how God has restored his marriage. If there was just one piece of advice that you could give to a young Christian couple to improve their marriage, what would that be? Well, I just go against the whole 50-50 notion, and I would tell a young man, it's 100 all the way, man. Are you ready to serve? Are you ready to give your life for this girl? Are you ready to, as the Bible tells us, love her like Christ loves the church? Then, brother, that's everything. Mm -hmm. That's not halfway. That's not, are you going to give your 50% and then I'll give my 50%? No, it's giving everything. And when a young man realizes that and says, yes, I do love her that much. I do believe this Bible that much that that's the way I'm going to carry myself. I'm going to respect her. I'm going to love her. That's huge. And a lot of people walk down that aisle and somewhere in the back of their mind, there's an out. There's a, I hope this works out for a long time instead of walking down that aisle and and committing their lives to each other and committing their marriage to Christ. Mm -hmm. Clay and Renee, it was an honor to meet you. As I said earlier, I worked in Christian radio for a while and I really, really enjoyed your music over the years. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap things up today? Well, if they want to visit us, they can visit our website at holyhomes.org or they can friend us on Facebook. It's Clay Cross and Renee Cross on Facebook. Clay, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. A few weeks ago, I heard you sing one of my favorite songs at church, Blessed Assurance, and I was hoping maybe you could wrap up the podcast by doing maybe the first verse and the chorus of the song. You know, I'd love to. I'm so thankful for music. I really think it's a little glimpse of heaven. I think it's something that's very pure that God's given us here on earth. It's so from Him. So I've always been drawn to it and drawn to Him through it. I love the hymns. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of His Spirit, washed it in His blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, oh, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising my Savior all the day Well, that was pretty awesome. You know, it's been said that the building block of any civilization is the family. Unfortunately, over the past few decades, that foundation has begun to crumble just a bit. Right now, I can't think of anything more important than helping couples build a rock-solid relationship through Christian principles. If you would like to see when Clay and Renee Cross are coming to a city near you, just visit holyhomes.org or click the link on our podcast webpage. 
Don't miss our next show where we will be talking to the newest member of Team Shelby, Mike Gold. We'll find out what he has planned for the future of Shelby Systems as our new Director of Technology Development. Before we go, here is our inspirational quote for the day. It comes from Joshua 24:15. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You've been listening to Shelby Podcast with your host, Don Alsop. Shelby Podcast is a copyrighted production of Shelby Systems Media and can be heard online at shelbyinc.com slash podcast or you can download the program, copy it to your iPod or MP3 player, and listen at your convenience. Shelby Podcast is also available on iTunes. Make sure you click the RSS link so that you get each new show automatically. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for another Shelby Podcast. I